What's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play on this week's show. Another writer strike looms in Hollywood. The truth about who actually created Batman gets explained in a new documentary coming to Hulu. Three X-Men movies, a He-Man movie, and all the Avatar sequels get release dates. Doritos and Marvel Studios get really wacky and retro. To promote the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 soundtrack, DC and Warner Brothers are getting set to launch a new streaming service. We get a mention on Huffington Post, I get a bunch of facts wrong, and a whole bunch more geeky audio goodness, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, April 27th, 2017. Check one. All right. This is for all you fans out there. Let's give it up. We're talking, we heard it. We're disturbance. We're talking, we heard it. Spoiler alert. Alrighty then, welcome, geek listener, to the Jock and Nerd podcast. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. And he's the Nerd. And also joining us, he's felty, he's furry, he's made of cardboard and cotton, he's got six teeth and a gaping slack hole. It's really Rug Boy, it's really him. What's up, Rugs? What's up, dudes? How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good, you know, it's a... Kind of a light geek news week, but we've had some awesome show news to share. If you are a first-time listener, welcome. Thanks for checking us out. This is your weekly Geek Digest, where we geek out about comic book and superhero-related movies, television, news. And we have a fun old time. You'll definitely have a great time hanging out with us. And so this show, we got a bunch of news and a bunch of listener email. Uh, We're going to fly through it because the jock has a... uh, a red-eye flight to Vegas tomorrow morning. Is that right, Anthony? Is that considered red-eye in no, the morning? No, it's not. No. Well, no. early in the His morning. His eyes are going to be red uh, yeah. for a completely different reason. That's right. what I meant. You will have red eyes while uh, – and you're flying United. It's actually a pink-eye flight. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, fly United, yeah. Yeah, you're Every, looking you know. forward to flying United, Anthony? They just like release a policy where they can offer you like up to like ten grand. Yes, you know what's funny? My I was just talking to my sister just minutes before we started recording, and she's while on the phone, she's like, "Oh, I got this email from United," and she read it to me. And they admitted they're like our corporate policies and values got in the way of our employees doing what's right. But this is what they're going to do now. They said we are no longer going to ask police authorities to remove passengers. So good step number one. Step number two, they're going to offer up to $10,000 oh, to, to get people to get bumped, which you're going to want to get. bumped. It's ridiculous. Now. Yes. And then uh, they are going to have a no questions asked like $1,500 lost luggage policy. So they're bending so far over backwards that now you can just fleece United listener. This is what you do. Just book flights and hold out until they get to the 10,000 and then tell them that you lost your luggage. You'll get another 1500 on top. It's a sweet payday. Nice. Thanks yeah. United. Anthony, now you know what to do. I don't even think you should go to Vegas on time. Yeah. Um, I'm still going to go. Look, you'll be a day late with $10,000 richer. <laughs> no, I got to get to Vegas. Anyways, that yeah, it's pretty funny uh that that letter that you read me. Uh look, before we get to the news, we got it. We got a little bit of exciting show news. Uh we want to share with you the listener. If you follow us on social medias, you may have already seen 
Uh, it's and, media. It's one. Media. It doesn't need to be plural. It's multiple medias. Media is plural. God damn it. Yeah, yeah I pluralize stickler. things that don't need to be plural. That's my gig. <laughs> yeah. I pluralize people's names for some reason. Uh, there's only one of them. Uh, it's a Brooklyn thing. It's a, yeah, it's a Midwest slash Brooklyn slash uh, we're an idiots thing. Uh, look, it, uh, our friend Eric Sharkey, who's a contributor for the newly rebranded Huffington Post, wrote an article no, this well, week. I mean, you got to rebrand. What's it called now? It's called HuffPost. Yeah. Not, <laughs> it, it's not rebranded as Huffington Post. It was rebranded as HuffPost. Uh, as HuffPost. Right. The newly rebranded HuffPost from Huffington Post. And they got a, a new logo and what and, and stuff. And it's, and it's kind of sharp. He wrote an article. Independent filmmaker Eric Sharpie, contributor, top 10 geek podcasts you should check out now. In this list of podcasts, listener, are such podcasts like The Nerdist, of course. I sell comics. Uh, featuring Ming Chen, Michael Zapsik of ABC's Comic Book Ben. He's AMC. Got- what a god! What a fucking idiot! I'm. Uh, what did I say? <laughs> ABC. A A. I was one letter off. It's pretty close. <laughs> You're gonna find out that I mispronounce things and read things wrong very quickly. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit of a running gag, but hey, it's a podcast. For all the new listeners that are like listening to this, this is exactly how the show is all the time. Yeah, I'm. A- <laughs> Well, yeah, there's idiot. a lot of fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> like immense amount. ABC's Comic Book Men. What? ABC, AMC's Comic Book Men, The Nerdist is on this list, Rebel Force Radio, long-running Star Wars podcast, uh, Hollywood Babylon by Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman, and what else is in this list? He put the Jock and Nerd podcast Geek Booner, Jock and Nerd in this list of 10 podcasts. What the uh, fuck's he smoking? Wow. How many times did you blow him, Imran? I, look, yeah, okay. Imran, Imran, Imran cupped the ball, look, too. We, yeah. we gotta, he stuck a finger up we, that dude's ass. <laughs> we got to clarify. Oh, First of all, I, we did not ask for this. He let me know after. Imran like, gave hey. him a fucking blumpkin, dude. He gave him a blowjob while he was on the shitter. And yeah. it, it's, a, it's a contributor post. It says clearly on the page, contributors control their own work and post freely. But here's what we look. He's a friend of ours from art school. I went to art school with him. He's been on the show. But he was nice enough to throw us a bone and put us in this list of awesome podcasts. Eric Sharkey, I can't thank you enough. It's tremendous. I will put a link in the show notes, shockandnerd.com slash 164. Go watch his movies. Here's what you could do. I got a whole list of homework for you, listener. This is where you can get the Eric Sharkey experience, and we can give a little bit of a thank you to Eric. Go watch this movie called Sex Scene Up Popstar P.I. It's his first movie. It's a campy romp with Adam West, music by Davy Jones. Uh, hilarious camp and a poster by the incredible Drew Struzan. So this is where Eric meets Drew Struzan and goes on. His next film is a awesome artist documentary. Drew, the man behind the poster about Drew Struzan. And if you don't know the name Drew Struzan, you have seen his work. Rugs, what posters has he done? All of them. Yes. E.T., Star Wars, Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, uh, amazing illustrator. One of my favorite artist documentaries because Eric in this does something I've never seen in other documentaries, and that is showing the artist actually work, actually paint. And as an artist, like that is so valuable and uh, to see someone actually perform their craft. So go watch that. Then go listen to the Jock and Nerd episode 54 where we interview Eric. And we talk about Drew. We talk about his whole journey. And that's when he tells us about his next project, which is a, a documentary on uh, the very first uh, black animator hired at Disney, Floyd Norman, legendary animator who's worked there for decades, worked at Pixar. This Go watch that documentary. That's on it's Netflix. Great. It is really good with his buddy, Michael Fiore, Michael Fiore Films. 
Uh, and then, listener, it gets better. He hooked us up. Go listen to Jock and Nerd episode 138, where we get to talk to none other than Floyd Norman. Geek he was Norman. awesome. He was a great guest. The nicest guy. What a cool cat. This dude has worked side by side. Just think about this for a second. With Walt Disney and Steve Jobs. That is uh, and some, more and more, but like uh, it was a great conversation. Uh, so go, there's your homework. Go check all those shows out. It'll be a great experience. You're going to learn a lot. Uh, and I also, I got to thank uh, history of bad ideas. They gave us some love on their recent episode on their podcast for this list. And everyone who said, thank you. Thank you for, you know, for the well wishes. We are now officially part of liberal fake news media. Nerd. Yahoo. We are the fake news. So that was like a birthday present for you, Imran. It was, I was like, I was, dude, I was speechless and that's hard to do. You know what hard that is? Yeah. I fucking believe it's hard to do. You son of a bitch. (laughs) Can you stop talking so we can react? Yes. Comment. (laughs) Well, how did you feel Anthony when you saw this list and you saw our, our podcast and our giant drawings in the article? It is. In all honesty, it is very cool. And, it's the most likes I've ever received on my status on Facebook. So blew it up your Facebook. Nice. Yeah, it just blew me up over there, which is great. Um, I don't know why he nominated us. I mean, I know he's been on the show, yeah. but you know, we're not that great. Um, yeah. but you know, that's just part of I guess our self-deprecating nature is we're. Uh, I guess that got yeah, us on the suck. list. Yeah, yeah don't worry, listener. It's not gonna get really. To- it really, really, what the the real reason is, and we already like said it overtly, is that we just suck a lot of dick. We, we blow a lot. Yeah, we, we do. blow we a lot of dick. And, 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 and not only time. not only that, but like we like I like blow yeah. and rug boy blows, but like Imran just like gets like rim jobs and just is just a fucking perverted motherfucker. Like a little hand job here, there that would to get you where like you're going. He, no, he, he's like like the weird fetish that no one wants to talk about. Like that, <laughs> that's the guy you request Imran and he'll fuck yeah, you. He does it all. Yeah. <laughs> People like you ever been Imran? Oh, you know what that is. You, you, ever, you ever fucked an albino? <laughs> this is Imran. You ever fucked that guy with wow. a striped beard? <laughs> Jesus, Anthony! <laughs> wow. Oh shit! I mean, that hurt. I felt that. <laughs> Look, I'm not an albino, so I take no offense. You didn't even get the terminology right. You ever no, fucked I know. Vitiligo, dude. I'm just what I'm going with <laughs> eroding skin. Uh, I am not a leopard. You ever That's fucked something. a mummy? Yep. <laughs> Now we're just fucking shit. Yeah, fuck the mummy. Dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. We can do this light. all night. We'll never have a show done if we just fucking all right. shit on you. Got, right, is it out of your system now? You, you finished? You're dumping on me? I mean, I would like to shit on you, but no. That's fine. We have plenty of show. <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs> uh, we got to come up with a term for that. And with that, let's carry on to the fucking news, you bastard. The Jock and Ned Podcast. Wow, I'm not sure what just happened there. Listener, if you know what just happened there, write in, contact us. Visit jockandair.com slash contact. You can find our Twitter handle, our Facebook just, page. Just took a really positive thing and just made it just completely well, that's, absurd. That, that is the, the beauty of this show. Uh, get in touch with the show. Uh, let's start with our first story, which is something that affects stuff we love, which is scripted television and movies. You know, these, these, these movies, these geek movies, these geek TV shows are great, but there's writers and sometimes writers, uh, need things. And sometimes they go on strike to get these things. So it's possible that there is a looming Hollywood strike coming up very soon. Here's what's going on. Hollywood is facing a cliffhanger after members of the writers guild of America voted overwhelmingly to authorize a strike that could begin as soon as next week, 
Uh, negotiations resumed Tuesday as the Union and Alliance of Motion Pictures and t- Television Producers grapple over issues including compensation and health care. The last writer's strike lasted 100 days. That was 2007, 2008, and was costly to the business that serves Hollywood and to consumers expecting to be entertained. Uh, a walkout's impact could come in waves and affect different parts of the industry differently. So the issue is, for them, the changing nature of how television is delivered to viewers is a major reason for the impasse. More than 400 series were available on broadcast cable and rapidly expanding streaming platforms this season, double that of six years ago, but shows have fewer episodes than the roughly two dozen per season common on network TV. And short runs of as few as eight to 12 episodes means less money for writers getting paid on a per episode basis. Contracts binding writers exclusively to a series have cut into their compensation as well. Uh, basically, look, it's uh, it's kind of like what happened the last time is was the, the streaming and figuring out the digital age and how to get compensated. Um, if this happens, everything like Walking Dead right now is it could affect that. It could push back that We We went through this uh, the, in 07, 08 and some shows made it. Some shows it really it hurt and they just had really bad seasons. Well, it won't affect the DC movies at all because they don't have writing. It, yeah, it might actually. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. It might actually improve DCEU. Yeah. Like, uh, you know what? We don't got writers. Just slap this shit together. Yeah, it's not going to. It won't affect them one bit. They, they, they seem to have these strikes, though, like every 10 years. Though. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we kind of have someone in the know. And that's uh, our buddy Scott Weinstein, who works at Saturday Night Live. And he's kind of following this. And I tweeted at him. I was like, what? How possible is this? What do you think in your opinion? And he's, he said, I don't know. It sounds about 50-50 right now. Seems kind of po- very possible then. Yeah. So that's a lot. That's more possible than I thought uh, it was going to I'm be. I'm skimming through this article, yeah. and it, they're talking about movies that are affected by the last one and yeah. 07. And these are all, uh, well, shitty kind of movies. X-Men Origins, it Wolverine. X-Men Origins. James Bond, Quantum of Solace. Transformers. Transformers. Well, Transformers could have, nothing could save that, but Revenge of the Fallen, yeah, yeah. that was a shitty movie for, too. I remember, I've seen two of those three, and I was walked out like, wow, that was, that was garbage, as the French say. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, an SNL uh, live news shows are going to be impacted immediately. You know, they're just going to have to go into uh, reruns forever. Uh, and then, and then you also, I think whenever this happens, you see a lot of reality programming just start because, uh, I think you can kind of skate around that with the reality programming in terms of hiring writers. But uh, you know, the, the issue about how the, the episodes shows are, are shorter. Uh, why should those people, should the pay be the same if you're working on 24 episodes on a network? Uh, that's pretty interesting. Hopefully I don't know. It seems like they're doing less work. That's right? what the yeah, Imran, you kind of got that wrong. It means that. Network TVs are running less shows than the 24 that used to be, and they're complaining because they're locked into contracts with these networks to do just work exclusively on these shows. And these shows are only eight to 12 episodes, but they're getting the paid the way they would have got paid when they were doing 24. Uh, that makes a lot more sense than what I said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I don't know. I hope they can get uh, in it to an agreement because. Uh, the, it's just, I don't, the lag is always bad and it always like, it always hurts the product, obviously. Yeah. Why can't they just like keep up with the times and every once in a while be like, Hey, we're going to, ade- we're going to amend this, uh, this contract and yeah. we're going to do this. Why don't they just do that? Cause they know they can fuck people. Well, and they well, got- and, and that's just in business. Uh, they're, yeah. they're not they're Yeah. No one's going to pay more money than, and then if you don't ask for it. 
They're just going to keep it at the same rate. Well, and the rate of technology these days, like they got to build something in to where like, look, every like even like four years, four to five years, we have to renegotiate this or, or take a look at this again because uh, the, the landscape changes so much with streaming. And we'll get to that. There's more streaming services that are going to be created. That, that, that's not ending anytime soon. Uh, okay, let's get to uh, some DCEU news. It's not really DCEU Warner Brothers per se, but there's a new documentary out on Hulu based on the awesome uh, Bill the Boy Wonder book by Mark Tyler Nobleman that explains the truth about the creation of Batman and Bob Kane and how Bill Finger actually deserves credit for a lot of it that he didn't get and how Bob Kane kind of screwed Bill out of any recognition for uh, about 80 years, 75 years, 75 years. Um, Bill Finger, listener, if you don't know, is the guy who is responsible for what Batman looks like now. He also created Robin, the Joker, the Penguin, the Riddler, Scarecrow, Commissioner Gordon, Gotham City, and much more. But he let Bob Kane kind of just take credit for it. Yeah. Uh, Which is crazy because I think at the time, it was 1939. Do you guys think that anybody at the time thought that their little bat cartoon would last for 78 years? Probably no, not. No. Right? Except maybe Bob Kane. Because he, you know, he made it a point to forever be like Batman created by Bob Kane. Uh, if I was out of ego and he was a dick, that's one thing. He could have been, uh, had some foresight into the future. Probably not. He probably just was a dick a little bit. Yeah, well, Bill Finger should give Bob Kane the finger. Because he <laughs> fucked him over big time. And he took credit for everything. Took credit for everything. And it wasn't until 2015 that uh, they started putting... Batman created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger, which you can see in Gotham credits and in Batman versus Superman Donna Justice. That was like the first big one where they, they added his. Now, does his family get reparations? Ooh, that's a good question. Reparations. <laughs> There's a tr- <laughs> slavery. <laughs> oh, shit. They're going to get institutions. <laughs> I don't even, I don't know. Maybe that's the right term. I just thought of slavery right away. The Finger family will reveal. Well, rich they're going to get 40 acres and a mule rugs. Is that what you, will that make that okay? I don't know. How much does a mule cost? <laughs> Reparations. Uh, so there's a trailer for this. It looks really cool. I always love documentaries uh, like this. Uh, it'll be available to watch on Hulu May 6th or by any nefarious means that you deem worthy. <laughs> In case you don't pay for the Hulu. You know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move. Who does? <laughs> yeah. Really? Come on. Paying for Amazon shit? Amazon Fire Stick. Listen, if I'm going to pay for Hulu, at least don't show me goddamn commercials. What are you doing? What is the point? Can't you fast forward through that? I don't know. I don't I don't understand their model. I thought the whole point of paying for something is get rid of commercials. Moving on. We've got some exciting X-Men news for next year from Sony. Uh, we're getting three X-Men movies. They released dates for three X-Men movies uh, in 2018. Here's the deal. First is the long-awaited New Mutants movie, which will debut April 13th, 2018, followed by Deadpool 2 in June, June 1st, 2018, and Dark Phoenix. X-Men, their second stab at the Dark Phoenix saga on November 2nd, 2018. I got to imagine this is with Sophie Turner, and yeah, we saw it in uh, X-Men 3, and they kind of fucked it up, and uh, they're taking another shot. 
so uh, also they uh, they've announced Shane Black's The Predator has been delayed from February 2018 to August 2018. So that mm. got pushed way back. That's kind of exciting. But I'm ex- I'm into The Predator more than yeah, I am to these. Yeah, yeah. Look, this is here. Let's. Uh, let, I got some details about these mu- movies. New Mutants. It's going to be from director Josh Boone. Uh, cast includes Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones as Wolf's Bane. Anna Taylor Joy as Magic, Nat Wolf as Cannonball, and James McAvoy returning as uh, Charles Xavier. Huh. Yeah, that sounds like a good cast. That's, Anna Taylor Joy is is pretty good. From she was in The Witch. I don't really know her, but uh, I like Did you. See that movie Morgan? No, that was a cool. Movie. Is that about a girl named Morgan? Yes, sounds exciting. No, it's about like a uh, like she. There, I think she, they created her. Oh, and she goes awry, and then they. You know, they sent somebody to kind of take her down. Was she a robot? Uh, I think she's just artificial. Robot gone bad. Uh, no, I like Wolfsbane, Magic, and Cannibal, and Professor X. That's pretty cool. Deadpool 2, once again, obviously, will star Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool with Josh Brolin as Cable, Zazie Beats as Domino, John Wick's David Leach directing from a screenplay by screenwriters Reese and Paul Wernick. Uh, and Reynolds is going to produce Deadpool 2. Along with Simon Kinberg, Lauren Schuler Donner. That's June 1st, 2018. And then we don't know a lot about The Dark Phoenix, but it was previously reported that Simon Kinberg would possibly write and direct the film. Here's the thing we do know Brian Singer ain't anywhere near this. So oh. that's kind of a plus because I think his X Men, well, it's kind of run dry a little bit after that last one. She's just going to be the bad guy. That's all. Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think about them taking another swipe at this Dark Ooh. Phoenix thing? Ooh. Uh, let me let me comment on all. Well, let me get to. I'll get to Dark Phoenix last. Okay. So New Mutants as a casual fan, no fucking clue what this is going to be about. Gotcha. Not even, not that excited. Okay. So I don't. Are they going to have to like do a Guardians level movie? Yeah, this could. The, and, yeah, and you got Xavier as like the recognizable dude. No clue what that's going to yeah. be about. Kind of exciting. Kind of eh. Deadpool two. Man, I hate to be this fucking negative Nancy. Deadpool 2 yeah. is going to suck. <laughs> Why? It's going to be the same exact movie. It, they're going to fucking do the same exact shit as Deadpool 1. That That's a fine line that you cross, and I think they're going to let Ryan Reynolds like go crazy. Oh, boy. And it's gonna... just not going to be funny. Uh, it's going to be over like too much. And then fucking Dark Phoenix. Yeah. We didn't even meet Jean Grey really, really? in Apocalypse. So how the fuck are you going to make us care that she's becoming the Dark Phoenix? We saw her Phoenix out. Seems like a fucking... That's lame. I mean, it seemed like a mistake when she, when they hinted at the Phoenix in uh, Apocalypse. So, yeah, I'm going to be real negative on these three movies. Okay, well, uh, Dark Phoenix. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's this is like this is like Venom of to Sony. Like they they just can't. They don't know what to do with it. They can't nail it, and they want to use it so badly. They, they don't know what to do with it, and they want to make it yes, all the time. Yes, they want to make it so badly, but they have no idea. The Shane Black Predator movie. This cast is. Uh, Pretty interesting. A script with his co- his Monster Squad co-writer Fred Decker. Cast includes Boyd Holbrook, who played Pierce in Logan, Olivia Munn, Keegan-Michael Key, Thomas Jane, Yvonne Strahovski, Sterling K. Brown, Edward James Olmos. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the Olivia Munn, though. What <laughs> is Olivia Munn doing from straight? She was terrible in a Is she going to be Psylocke in Predator? She was so bad. Yeah, she can't I, act uh, like yes. as a superhero. Like she's in other stuff. She's yeah. in that movie, The Office Party, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, Office Christmas Party, and she was fine in that. But like, just for some reason, whenever you're doing like something like a superhero or something like that, it just doesn't work. They didn't give her a lot to do either in that movie. And I, it's on cable. I watched the end of it again. It's still hilarious at the end how she just like slinks away, like 
she just walks away. It's, well, I was like, okay, that's fine. That's your exit. Uh, that make any sense. But uh, I'm a big uh, predator alien guy. Yeah. So I don't even know if we have that prologue in here. Do we? The alien thing? Uh, no. Alien Covenant had the prologue came out, right? Yeah. Was it? Was it like a? I didn't. Was it a long video? It was only like ten minutes. Oh, it was a ten minute video. Wow. Or maybe less, but it was actually pretty good. You watched it? It's like the yeah. It's like the uh, the connecting tissue between Prometheus and this new Covenant movie. Cool. And it kind of shows you what happened to like David the Android and uh, Numi Rapus's character, Rapus, whatever the fuck her name is. It's actually pretty interesting. I will. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes. I'll check it and out. And it ends, and it's like, oh, whoa, nice. fucking David's diabolical. Ooh. Oh, see, I was, I was curious. I did not get a chance to check it out. Uh, that's coming out 2018, also, right? Alien Covenant. Oh, no, that's this year. That's like soon. That's very soon. That's this year. Yeah. Uh, the Predator movie, August third, 2018. 2018. I'm a, Predators. Is- Predator with Shane Black. I'm yeah. in. Yeah. Absolutely. I think uh, it sounds like fun, and I'm really interested to see what Shane Black does with, you know, it's going to be Christmas time. How are you going to work that in? Uh, there'll be like a, a buddy cop scenario, and then there'll there's be jokes. Just, there'll be jokes. Maybe a little the, kid. There'll be a little kid, and then they'll just be Predator, right? Love yeah, it. Predator with, a, predator with a Santa Claus hat acting all. Ugh. All right, we'll see what happens. Just don't, yeah, don't set get it at Christmas, you motherfucker. I get it; it's your thing, but enough with the thing. No, do it. Dude. I would love to <laughs> see him pull dude, it off. If you're gonna, here's the thing, yeah. real quick about Shane Black. Yeah, if you're gonna have Shane Black. You know what you're getting. Why? You know why would you deviate from that? that everyone's gonna come in expecting that. Yeah, yeah. That, this is this is the Shane Black. You can get this dark humor. You get witty dialogue. You're gonna have buddy cop. You're gonna have and Christmas. Christmas. Songs. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna have Christmas songs. Uh, but 2018, man, there's gonna be there's a shitload of things coming out, and uh, Sony just added three more big ones. Very exciting. Uh, other Sony, yeah, Sony. You mean was that Sony or Fox? Oh, this is Fox. I'm an idiot. Wow, I'm all over the place. I type things wrong in the show notes, and then I just read them. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> You're like Ron Burgundy. I'm like, go fuck yourself, San Diego. Whoops. Oh, well. <laughs> 20th Century Fox, not Sony. Uh, I know the listeners are yelling at their device because I'm an idiot, and you have every right to. Let's move on. We're getting another He-Man movie, people. More movie I called this. date announcements. You did. We've talked about this in the past. We're like, uh, And we talked about Dolph Lundgren uh, last episode, who was He-Man. And, and it's another movie with a poster by Drew Struzan. Oh, shit. All these things are just tying together. This is Sony. Sony's new big screen take on He-Man and Masters of the Universe will arrive in theaters December 18th, 2019. Okay. Cool. So, uh, also, this has moved the, uh, they have moved the animated Spider-Man movie up by one week to December 14th to keep it away from Aquaman. In, uh, so this is live action? This will be a live action adaptation. I'm, I'm going to leave this to you guys because I don't know shit about it. Well, him, okay, here's a couple of things that are very disconcerting. Originally, Mick G was attached to direct oh, this movie, he is right? fucking terrible. Yes. No, I, that, and then the news was like, uh, boy, uh, what was that fucking shitty movie he made? Uh, all of them? Charlie's, Charlie's Angels, Angels uh, that's Terminator Salvation. Oh, God, he did oh, yeah. Salvation. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, but. He's no longer uh, directing the film. That's good. Right? However, David Goyer is writing the movie. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's that's sad news. That's the problem. Yeah. Damn it. Mm. He-Man, Masters (laughs) of the Universe, follows Prince Adam, who has the ability to transform into a warrior called He-Man. As He-Man, Adam becomes the last hope for a magical land called Eternia. 
Of course, and you got Skeletor, Look, Kessel Grayskull. He-Man is so iconic, but yet it's so ridiculous <laughs> that it's a really tough movie to make. So do you... You really need someone beyond David Goyer to wrestle with this. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, of course, why is this going like, to be just a big You need, like, somebody who's, who's pretty fucking smart. Would you shit. would you greedy this up? Would you dark and greedy this up? Or do you uh, what do you do with this? I mean, there's lots of different roads you can go, but I would probably go. This is gonna sound completely retarded, but I'm gonna say like Guardians of the Galaxy ish, where it's garish and and fun and poppy, but still can you know uh, have some yeah. some serious moments. I will go Guardians of the Galaxy meets Conan kind of vibe. Or you go completely like Frank Frazetta on this shit. Well, that was the other way I was thinking, like lush, <laughs> uh, lush animals and 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 uh, scantily clad women. Im- and- Imran's so agreeable; it's awesome. I think that like, like this is the the thing with that. He Man is not active in the children's community right now. Right, it's not very relevant. like it's not a thing where like kids are into He Man. It's like all old people that remember it nostalgically. Yep. So. If you're gonna it's go not even for, my generation. No. Yeah, you're going to go for older guys that are yep. in their 30 or girls or whoever that likes He-Man and She-Ra. So you can probably do something really cool visually with it. You know, and then it's how much of uh, of the new gen- – like how much do you want to sell it to kids to dumb it down? The, the- Is there any way – Yeah. Like I just – I foresee failure. Here's why. <laughs> oh, it's definitely <laughs> not going to be good. It, it only appeals to your gener- your guys' generation. There's no way. I don't see any way. How can you make this movie on the cheap? So you're going to have to make this a fucking expensive ass movie. How is this going to make any money? The problem with the first movie is that it, they that was they had to set it on Earth. They couldn't do it in Eternia. It was the 80s. And, uh, this shit costs money. And uh, you want this on Eternia. This could go the way of John Carter and a kind of thing also. Very well, let, let's, let's just do this. Okay? Yeah. It's going to be expensive if they do everything in CG. Mm-hmm. Okay? If they try and do this thing like they did uh, World of Warcraft, okay, it's going to cost way too much money, but it might do well overseas. Right. Because that movie did great overseas, yep. but now I don't think that's so much of a draw for He-Man overseas. But if it's cool visually and they I mean they don't like max out the CG budget and they do a lot of things practically, I think you can probably get something interesting to look at for overseas markets. Oh, I mean, my brain hurts. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that you called it. I'm like, I'm surprised, but not surprised because Sony needs a franchise and they're just pulling Be- desperate pulls. They love that shit. They love fantasy overseas. That's, that's, yeah. a, that's a huge thing. Like fantasy is just like, you know, magic, everything, all that stuff's big over this there. This thing needs to be high fantasy and not set on earth. And uh, I don't know how you make it relevant though to, to today's kids. Cause even the name is a little bit silly. Especially yeah. He-Man? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He-Man? Uh, He-Man. <laughs> Let's move he- on to... Hyman. Hyman? It's Hyman? pronounced Birdman. Uh, <laughs> it's pronounced Hyman. Let's move on to uh, a little bit of uh, MCU news from writer-director James Gunn of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which now we're a week away, this thing coming out. And like we said last episode, uh, Gunn has... The benefit of not having to stay in Marvel continuity. And so he's confirmed that the sequel is set just a few months after the first film, not years as in real time. Right. So then, of course, all the geeks and nerds are like, wait a minute. What does that mean for Avengers Infinity War? 
because this is one of the few MCU films similar to Captain America First Avenger Guardians that's not set in the present timeline. So he said that Infinity War will take place four years after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh, shit. There's your time gap. I need to see a chart. Yeah, it's yeah, still I'm it's confused. still kind of confusing. His quote is, "Yeah, knowing that why is invent why wait wait, wait. yeah." I mean, you know, probably don't have the answer, but why is this movie not set in the present day? What what difference does it make? Uh, because of I guess the story he needs to tell. Uh, Groot is still uh, growing, so um, only six months have gone by, and it, it's probably the plot's going to have maybe have to do with the you know what happened in the last movie. Uh, so. He says, yeah, knowing that outside of Guardians franchise, we don't necessarily always date the movies. You don't always know. We don't say 2012, 2013. We do in Guardians because you do the math in 1988, and it's 26 years later, but we never say, oh, this takes place in 2018, this takes place in 2017. But it was important for the story that James wanted to tell that they're still relatively fresh in their new group. There's your reason. That's because of the story. Them are, They're still a new team. They're still learning to work together. It has to be, they've evolved slightly, so we're watching their growth. So I think it'll be interesting to see what version of the Guardians we will see in a Infinity Wars. They'll be four years more aged and experienced. Huh. Hmm. It is kind of. And Groot will be bigger. And Groot may be full grown, so they can pubes do that. by then. Yeah. Because we know we're going to get baby Groot this whole time, and they'll have Groot pubes and Groot, Groot acne. Uh, so there's the reason. There's the, uh, that makes sense. I guess it's interesting. They uh, give him all this freedom, James Gunn, to kind of mess with this a little bit. His pubes are budding. <laughs> He's got tiny flowers off his pubes. It must be spring. It must be springtime. Okay, we said pubes like five times. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, in the category, keeping with Guardians of the Galaxy for a second, in the category of wacky uh, movie merchandise promotions, check this out. I got an article from Billboard. Doritos and Marvel partner for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 exclusive promotion. Here's what they're doing. The centerpiece of this, highlighting the soundtrack, is uh, a custom-designed limited-edition series of Doritos bags featuring a built-in cassette tape deck-inspired player that plays the full soundtrack. Oh, shit. The bags can also be recharged for repeat viewing. This promo image they have shows a Doritos bag with Peter Quill's tape deck, and there's fucking headphones plugged into the bag. Uh, to How which, the fuck does that work? To which I say, I have to get this. I haven't eaten Doritos in years. That's cool. So the custom bags are not going to be in stores. Here's the thing, listener. They will be available on April 28th via Amazon.com slash Doritos while supplies last. So by the time this show posts, uh, it, you may be out of luck because uh, it's going to post a couple of days later. Uh, on May 5th, the uh, movie comes out, but I'm, I may try to get one of these bags. I wonder how much it's going to cost. That's what I really know. Will you eat the Doritos? No, no, I won't. I, <laughs> no, I, no. I kind of want to open one to see the inside. Uh, so in our time, our timeline, this is tomorrow that it's going to go for sale. And did you know you could just buy bags of chips from Amazon? I didn't know that. I found that kind of surprising. I think you can buy anything off fucking Amazon, dude. What? <laughs> What do you guys think? Do you think, would you, this is a great collector's item, would you? It is, it is a cool thing. It's not, I'm not necessarily a big collector, Yeah, but this is a cool little uh, shtick they got going a on. Clever, here. unique idea. I love what Lots of fat people are going to be listening to good music. That's why. <laughs> it's got a great 70s soundtrack and it's got Hasselhoff rapping. What else do you need? In, That's in, it? In the bag of 
Doritos. Okay, more movie release dates. Very exciting news. This one is for Avatar. Avatar, uh, all four Avatar sequel release dates confirmed. Here's how long you could be enjoying Avatar. Oh, my God. Yeah, right? (laughs) So Avatar 2, December 18th, 2020. Avatar 3, December uh, 17th, 2021. Followed by December 20th, 2024. And December 19th, 2025. Is this like the longest in between movies Jesus ever? Christ. It's ma- a long time. I, I remember. I, I was think. I was thinking about that too. What was that movie with? Uh, what's his fucking face? The Disney movie that was in the video game. Tron. Tron. Oh, right. That was a long. That's more like a some. reboot than like. Sort a, of, yeah. Yeah. Then I mean, it has a sequel. It is a sequel and a reboot at the same time. Yeah, Both. but that's not directly like. Yeah, this. Show, this is so weird, right? So weird. So the like, first, wh- like the first one came out when two thousand and nine, and the sequel will come out in twenty twenty. Oh, Are you shit. fucking kidding me? <laughs> it's Holy so weird. Balls. Yeah. I mean, like it's not like I mean, Avatar made a shit ton of money first off, so I'll give it that. Yeah. And Cameron, it, I I enjoyed it. I saw it a couple times, but I wasn't like after the end of that, like man, I want to see more. Like I was like, this was a story and it was cool. I don't know. What's the demand going to be like in 2020 for this movie? Uh, yeah. Are people even going to remember? But then will he be able to build some momentum by shooting two, three, four, and five together? So he, uh, his Cameron uh, spoke with the star and his quote says, what people have to understand is that this is a cadence of releases. So we're not making Avatar 2. We're making two, three, four, and five. It is an epic undertaking. Uh, so I know where I'm going to be for the next eight years of my life. Uh, he said it took him four and a half years to make one movie, and now we're making four. So, hmm. whew. Damn. Damn. Confirmed to feature the return of cast members Sam Worthington, jo- Zoe Saldana, Stephen Lang, and Sigourney Weaver. Cameron's producing and directing and writing, along with some other Holy people. Shit. Man, I don't know. I, yeah, people aren't going to remember. This feels like it's like his laugh, last life's work thing going on here. Yeah. He'll be like spent after this. Like, well, it'll be something that no one else has done. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's his. It's yeah. his completely. Well, I remember when he was trying to make this. Oh, you know, forever. I mean, he's still trying to make it. But when he was originally trying to make the sequel, he was trying to do a lot of underwater stuff. Yeah, he wanted a whole world like underwater. Yeah. World. So maybe he's just waiting on technology. I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I'm just grab- grasping for straws. No, I think there's something to that. Like the only person to do something like this really is like. Spielberg and Lucas. Yeah. Like create something from thin air that's theirs and then it survives the you know, the ravages of time, like Indiana Jones and Star Wars. And, you know, he wants his thing that's going to last throughout Forever. the years. I mean, he created Terminator. I mean He did do Thurman Terminator. So I mean he's he wants that stuff to last. I mean Terminator's been running to the ground. So this is like the one thing that he has that hasn't been he needs a, he, that he yeah. still controls. Yeah. And if you guys remember when this first came out, now as we like kind of take it for granted, but he kind of brought 3D back. Yeah, yeah. You know, like and, and made it more of this immersive experience rather than just things popping out at you and like shock. Yep. Also, what he brought with Avatar, and I might be wrong, but I, it's the first movie I remember can remember where he used a lot of motion capture and full had, mocap uh, yeah. characters. I, right. I think you are correct that it was full mocap CG, and yeah, it's. Fun. I mean, the story isn't particularly original, but. 
the other parts the of it. Creation the, of it, the, the creation, production yeah, of it. I mean, yeah. the man invented plant hundreds of plant species made up for this made up planet. He didn't have to do that. No one's paying attention to like, oh, that looks like an Earth plant. But he invented animals and insects and plants and flora and fauna. Like it, he, it, the attention to detail he put into this is just it's too much to waste on one movie. Now, and you gotta probably uh, think that he's going to be at the forefront of whatever technology is out there and uh, is going to want to show stuff that uh, no one's used before, which is kind of what he did with Avatar. And to your point, Anthony, 3D still around. It's still Look, still it's, making lots of money. It's one of those things that we're not like waiting for with bated breath, but when it comes out, we're all going to go see You're it. Probably, yeah. We'll probably be blown away and uh, I'll miss a good James Cameron film. It's been fucking 20 years, 12 years, whatever. Shit. 10 yeah. years, yeah. Give it to us. Uh, Jeff Goldblum uh, will be in Thor Ragnarok as Grandmaster, and he's also going to be returning to the Jurassic World 2 <laughs> sequel. <laughs> Confirmed joining Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. And- is what he just- can they possibly do oh, in this new movie? I, I have- <laughs> what he's gonna what talk else about- have we seen? Chaos Theory. Just all the whole more, a lot more all the dinosaurs. Ian Malcolm will be back. Uh, I look, I agree. I love the Goldblum, but man, that last movie was just, there was not a lot of substance there. And what else just, what else? Well, and it's not like, so, I mean, the the last movie made a shit ton of money. It was like the surprise box office hit of that summer. And for me, at least it was kind of, it was pretty entertaining. I I wouldn't say it's a great movie, but it was entertaining. But, like, the thing is about these movies is, like, when you bring back the old cast, like, storyline-wise, and I'm not, I'm not saying, like, these are going to be the best storylines, but what sense does it make for that person to return back to this world? Like, and this isn't, like, a superhero story. Nostalgia. No, but I'm saying, like, if, if like, oh, right. we were taking this as, like, literally. Right. Like, why would Jeff Goldblum's character, I forgot what his name is. Ian Malcolm. Re- Ian Malcolm. Ever be involved with dinosaurs ever again? Yeah, he, he, this should have traumatized him to the point where right. he can't even walk past. What, like, are the, the dinosaurs going to his house? <laughs> yeah, like how is this happening? <laughs> He's like, you know what's a good idea? How do we? How do these two characters inter, inter, right. interconnect? Again? Why would he think it's a good idea to go back to a dinosaur park? How are you gonna fucking make that work? Well, they and they already did that in the in Lost World right. where they were like convinced him to come back yeah. to the second island. He's like to like help me twice. out. He's like this right. time. Wait. Uh, like also, how does he come back to this one? He'll just be like uh, Bruce Wilson, Die Hard. Be like, how can the same yeah, right? thing happen to the same guy and same dinosaurs? Uh, right. Maybe it's a chick that he likes goes and he he's trying to stop her from oh, going. Oh yeah, maybe he wants to take it down. Maybe, what else? What else would you would make you go? Maybe somewhere he's the that bad guy. Go. Maybe he could be the bad guy and he tries to destroy all of it. No, that Asian guy is the bad guy. Oh yeah, or he got away. Partly. He's still alive, right? B.D. Wong. B.D. Wong yeah. is awesome, dude. He was great as a he was like a drag queen in that. What was that? Something recent. Everything. Yeah. No, in Westworld. Yeah. I think it was Westworld. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know. Sure. No. No. He was a, he's, he's in that Mr. Mr. Robot. Robot. He's amazing in Mr. Robot. Yes. So, you know, this is going to be another billion dollar movie. It's coming. This is also coming out 2018, June 2018. Yeah. It's going to be big. Next summer, it's going to break some box office. Uh, last thing in the movie news, uh, we have co- uh, confirmation from a series of tweets from director M. Night Shyamalan Shyamalama Ding Dong to announce that his long-awaited Unbreakable sequel is also going to be a sequel from his movie Split called Glass. 
with Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, shit. Like, has this ever been done before? He says he always... Okay, so here he goes. It's taken... Bullshit. It's taken 17 years. These are all his tweets in his word. It's taken 17 years, but I can finally answer the number one question I get. Are you making a fucking sequel to Unbreakable or what? My new film is the sequel to Unbreakable and Split. It was always my dream to have both films collide in this third film. The iconic Bruce Willis returns as David Dunn. The incomparable Samuel L. Jackson will return as Elijah Price slash Mr. Glass. The virtuoso James McAvoy returns as the guy from Split, I guess, and there's a bunch of other people. And Anna Taylor-Joy is also in this, who is going to be in The New Mutants. Uh, he's re-teaming with his partners, Jason Blum, Universal Picks, and the film is called Glass. Coming out January 18th, 2019. Was Split any good? I, I heard good things. I haven't seen it. I want to see I gotta it. I got to watch it one of these The days. end of I it. Get a yeah. I mean, it. the so, uh, it's already been spoiled, of course. Spoiler alert. It is uh, a sequel to Unbreak. Was that? It was part of, there's like a, a post-credit scene that Shared ties, universe. It, yeah, ties it into Unbreakable, which I always thought was like a really great uh, superhero origin movie. The funny thing about like M. Night Shyamalan yeah. is like, I guess I'm looking at his like movie career. And like the last two split in the visit yeah. or like got some good reviews and made some money. But prior to that, his career was like Adam a, yeah, Sandler. Yeah, it took a like, kind of a dive. Like he was like, wow, this guy's hot. He's like the, the fucking cuss. He's the, the best at directing these fucking swerve movies. Oh, my God. You have to see an M. Night Shyamalan movie. And then by like fucking The Last Airbender and After Earth. Yes. Like what the fuck? Like how is this guy? Like it was like, how is this guy even making movies? They were calling him the next Steven Spielberg when Sixth Sense came out, you know? Right. And so it was a good movie. It was a great movie. The Sixth Sense. And then you had yeah. Unbreakable. And then you had Unbreakable. And, then, and they had Signs. And then everyone was like, wow, that's the, signs, the twist yeah, on Signs. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah. And, and the then village the village, the lady and, in the water. Yeah. And then the hell. village was okay. Uh, yeah. But even mm-hmm. that twist was like, oh, really? That's what it is. And then like. I mean, it was very, very predictable. Yeah. And the happening, I think, got uh, trashed. That was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that was where like people just started falling or dying or something. The or plants were killing. The plants people. were killing the people. And then he fucks up The Last Airbender, which I know a lot of fans of the cartoon of that. Yeah, he fucked that up. Were pissed. I don't even remember the. Oh, the visit is with the old crazy grandparents. Uh, yes, and I haven't seen that, but I was excited because I. I mean, I loved Unbreakable and I loved, uh, but the characters. Yeah, so. they called me Mister. It's just uh, honestly a we are uh, just a weird career career arc yeah. so far for him. Me, well, good. Yeah. I mean, like he. He had one or two good movies, and then the rest of them suck. Like, The Lady in the Water was, like, a piece of shit. <laughs> Devil but, was okay. But these Split, everyone was talking about Split being a pretty yeah, good Yeah, I didn't see it. I want to watch it. And it made, I mean, $9 million budget, 274.7 box office. I mean, that's, like, a fucking huge return. Yeah, yeah no, I heard uh, it got good reviews. and uh, I was going to watch yeah. it, but I watched Get Out instead. Oh, mm. what do you think of Get Out? Um, it was oh, yeah, okay. what do you think of Get Out? It was all right. Get like, Out was a, he had a huge a lot of hype. I mean, it got so much hype, and I was like, this is not going to live up to the hype, and it did it. Well, nothing, but, uh, nothing really It's like came. one of those movies, I, I don't want, should I spoil it, or do you care? Yeah, yeah uh, I don't care. Go for it. Spoiler alert. There you go. It's basically like, okay, the story is, is obviously, you know, that the, there's a black dude dating a white chick, and then she takes her this guy home to meet her parents, right. and then you find out there's like dubious things going on, and it's it, it has racial overtones right but basically what they do in the movie it's like not that they're racist all right they're these white people that i, I guess they like black people so much they want to be black people okay. they, they okay. want to be put in black people 
put inside them. Yes. Okay. Like their brains put inside. Oh, wow. All right. Oh. But yeah, it, it's, it's like still kind of like you can't. So even when, when you, even when white people like black people, they're still evil. So it was like a weird thing to kind of like watch. I'm like, really? I'm like, that's what the twist is. That's like, what the tw- it's almost like a B movie kind of twist, like a Frankenstein brain replacing fucking cheesy horror movie twist. Like it's a bunch of white people that like that want to be black people, want to be inside black people. But how like, is the their brains in black in black people? Okay, and then, and so Jordan Peele wrote and directed it, right? Yes. How was his direct? The whole like, the whole thing that 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 the reason why it got so much buzz yeah. and everything was because they're saying that um, that there is a there's a racism that even like liberal people who think that they're not racist have with black people I see. because like the, the whole point is that she goes takes them to her liberal family and they do like oh I would have would have would have Obama th- a third term and they they always talk to the they try to make him feel comfortable by talking about black stuff yeah yeah. You know, and that's like kind of racist. I'm like, there's so there's like so many levels of racism that like white people have. There's like, I guess you can't do anything, uh, <laughs> even when you're trying to like, you know, meet the. Yeah, it's everything you do is racist. I kind of so like, like you can't win. I like that twist though, because that's not what I would have thought what would happen when he goes to meet the parents. Yeah, you know, it's weird. It's weird. You would have thought Robert De Niro's character. Yeah, yeah, came yeah out. something like that. It would have been yeah. way. God, you got a pretty mouth. Something. Uh, I might still spot- meet the Fockers stuff. <laughs> Watch the movie. Is it? I mean, is it? Is there any jokes in it at all? I don't remember. There's a okay. There's his friend that he calls. Yeah, that's a TSA agent, and he's funny. Okay. All right, but the whole time he's like, "I told you not to hang out with those white people." <laughs> and so he's like, oh, "I told you that white bitch is crazy," and like, so that's basically what he does in the whole movie. Um, there's that's not much other humor than, than that one guy. Look, his, uh, you know, obviously the Key and Peele show, their take on race is uh, so great. I mean, zo- racist zombies, you see that skit is like one of the funniest things they've done. I mean, they, they just stole uh, all of Chappelle, right? And it, because of Chappelle, they could do it. <laughs> they, we wouldn't have had. Kidding. Well, you're right, though. Like, no, that's it, it, I'm just stealing what he said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, but Chappelle definitely paved the way and they, you know, they took the ball. And I just thought it was interesting that he made a horror movie. Uh, you know, as opposed to, but it has political overtones, which is what they're they're into. So, all right. Well, yeah. thanks for spoiling. Uh, get out. And yeah, hmm. now you don't need to see it. Nobody needs to see it. We saved you seven fifty, listener. I mean, it's uh, okay. Watch it. Enjoy it. Just be- a little overhyped, but okay. watch it. Hype always kills things. Well, look, that's the end of the movie news. Let's take a quick break. Check out some promos and some podcasts, and we will continue on the other side. After these messages. Trivia Geeks, the Unpredictable Game Show podcast is back with a brand new season. They've got a new host, new games, and a new day and time. But that's not all. Now you can download their companion app, Triv Now, and play along in real time. Watch Carrie on YouTube as she tries to convince her partner that his dark night hasn't risen in years. Listen on Diamond Club and Alpha Geek Radio, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can also follow the show on Facebook and Twitter and get all the latest updates and showtimes. Do you like drama? Drama makes me emotional. That's what it's supposed to do. It's drama. It's dramatic. Do you like comedy? I love comedy, Johnny. It's the best thing there is. It takes your mind off all your troubles in your world. 
Do you know that there are children starving in Africa right now? Is that a joke? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Do you like Alyssa you Milano like Alyssa and Doctor Who? Who? I love Alyssa Milano. She's like my favorite actress. I love Alyssa Milano, too. But I think I might love Doctor Who more than Alyssa Milano. That is because you're a nerd. Yeah, I am. Drinking in the Park with Neil and Johnny, the Internet's only Doctor Who Who's the Boss podcast. Except for that Dutch one. What a bunch of weirdos. Listen on neilandjohnny.com, droidscanada.com, and on the Tangent Bound Podcast Network. Bananas. Bananas. Hey folks, my name is Trip Lano, and I am one of the co-hosts of Dissecting the 80s, here with my tag team partner, Andrew Lano. Every other week, we get together and talk about a weird 80s movie, making fun of the clothes and the drama and the hair. And we also have fun little side discussions, like I try to make every romantic scene underscored by Roll to Me. Has there ever been like the Nicholas Sparks swamp? <laughs> She was a girl. He was a swamp. Girl, girl, and the world pretty baby. That's not Nicholas Sparks. That's late 90s. She's all that. And I try and talk the logistics of how flying cars would work. So are the medians going to have, like, football goalposts to make them higher now so you don't cross an oncoming traffic? Yeah. What happens if the guy in second row over, third car down, needs to get off to the right? I should have thought of that. <laughs> So if you want a little more of that, check us out at DissectingThe80s.com or available wherever fine podcasts are sold. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. All right, listener, you know what I'm going to say. This is the time of the show where I always say check out our fan club on Patreon. And if you are already a supporter of the show, we thank you very much. Just visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. And for a low monthly pledge, you help us out. With maintenance costs, hosting fees, uh, we keep the show going and you get hours and hours of bonus content on our fan club page. You get a little RSS feed you can put in your podcast app and all these uh, bonus pieces of audio will come in eight hours. You won't we'll be able to catch up with it. It's more show, value for value. Help us out. We help you out. It's a good deal. Check it out. More show if you do blow. More show, especially if you, cocaine is a hell of a drug. And we keep, Let me tell you. keep adding to it all the time. Every time, uh, if there's some kind of, if we, you know, we, I can't keep my mouth shut. So when the show's over, it's not really over because I'm all wound up. And I got thoughts, which you're going to hear right now about uh, television, geek TV. This next story also has some jock and nerd connections. Why? Because way back when we had on the show, writer, producer, Greg Wiseman, who uh, a creator of Gargoyles, who worked on Spectacular Spider-Man, Star Wars Rebels, and, of course, Young Justice, which is a, a, a awesome cartoon that we love. Short-lived series, only had two seasons. And back when we talked to him, there was a petition, uh, Renew Young Justice. It got picked up on Netflix, and Netflix said uh, if it gets enough views, enough interest, uh, the powers that be, Wiseman said this, the powers that be would give it a third season. And it did get a third season. We just didn't know what the plan was. Where was Whoa. it going to be? 
who is going to do this? Well, we got uh, that news and a bunch more article from Deadline. Check this out. This is interesting. And also talking about streaming services. Warner Brothers is making a big move in digital with one of its flagship brands. Warner Brothers and DC Entertainment are behind a new DC-branded service that will debut in 2018 with two high-profile comic book-themed original TV series. The live-action Titans... From the CWDC universe, Greg Berlanti and Akiva Goldsman, Jeff Johns and Shara Schechter and Warner Brothers TV and the anticipated revival of cult animated series Young Justice from Warner Brothers Animation. It's going to be called Young Justice Outsiders. Geek Boner. So they are creating a DC branded direct to consumer digital streaming platform. It's been in the works for several months and it's the second major new service launched by Warner Brothers Digital Networks. Is two shows enough, though, for a whole fucking platform? Uh, They're going to probably create a lot more auxiliary content. They'll probably reuse some content, repurpose some content. Redo some stuff. Maybe put the old Justice... I don't know. Mm, That's an option. It's It's just all on Netflix anyway. Yeah, that's true. It's a digital... It'd be a digital service. Yeah. You know, honestly... I've kind of thought that DC or Marvel would do something like they they have so much they have, content yes, and yes that they could do something like this and and get like a subscription model going. It's kind of surprising that Warner Brothers like, DC beat them to the punch, but it makes sense being who Marvel. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean it makes sense. Well, Warner know. Brothers has been around a lot longer. They 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 have way more. Well, content. if you look at like like UFC has their own subscription model. WWE has like their own subscription model. The the type of people that are going to buy this stuff is it would seem to be a comic book fan. Yep, yep. I don't know. It seems like a, a how much an you interesting adventure. How uh, much would I pay? Yeah, for this? that's a good question. Mm. Like five bucks. I, and I think that's yeah. too much. I know that WWE is nine ninety nine. I think if it's comparable to a Netflix, UFC is like under ten. Yeah. Netflix is like eight to twelve. Yeah, that's your price point. I would pay. I'll pay that around that price point. I think stri- strategically, they're going to probably put it around those price points because they don't want to look business wise. You don't want to be looked as inferior product. So you're going to be like, yeah, my product is worth right. what Netflix is worth. Right. It's nine bucks. Absolutely. Absolutely. What would I pay? Oh shit. Five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, five bucks, maybe. All right. Maybe five bucks. Yeah. So that's saying it here, it's going to be designed as an immersive experience with fan interaction, and it's going to encompass comics as well as TV series. They want it to be more than a traditional streaming service. Uh, the Titans uh, will be written by Goldsman, and we said uh, you got Berlanti and Jeff Johns on here. It follows a group of young, soon-to-be superheroes recruited from every corner of the DC universe. It will have Dick Grayson as, uh, you, as the traditional lead of the Teen Titans. Uh, he emerges from the shadows to become the leader of the fearless band of new heroes. They include Starfire, Raven, and others. So, I think we can expect kind of a CW look to the Titans with Dick Grayson leaving, leading as Robin or as Nightwing. That's kind of that could be kind of cool. You might have seen a preview of that. There was a movie that just came out called The Judas Contract. Ah, uh, yes, I mentioned it earlier. The animated movie from DC. Yes, and they had Dick Grayson as Nightwing. Uh, in charge of the group, leading the Titans. Yeah, oh. but I don't know if he's gonna. They're gonna do a Robin or a Nightwing. So, 
They're probably going to do Nightwing and and Robin. Yeah, that would be. I think that's what they're doing. That would be cool. Like his transition from Robin to Nightwing. Young Justice Outsiders. The t in the new season, the team will face its greatest challenge as it takes on metahuman trafficking and the terrifying threat it creates for a society caught in the crossfire of a genetics arms race spanning the globe and the galaxy. See, I want to see. I want to see them pick up where they left off at the last one, though. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. That was a tease of Dark Side. There was. Uh, it did end on a cliffhanger, and I think at that point, you know, they didn't know. They didn't know. Yeah, what was going to happen? So, uh, here, here's yeah. the question. Well, Imran, I feel like I already know the answer to, but I'll ask anyway. Will you guys buy this? The subscription network. No. <laughs> no. Okay, Imran. Look, I'll check it out for a month. Why the fuck not? Yeah. They'll probably do you a free month. They'll give you a right? free month. You're giving me a live action Titans with Dick Grayson. And, and I, yeah, I want to watch new. I want more Young Justice. If it looks really cool, yeah. I might be tempted to check it out. But if, if it only if it looks really, really cool. Well, here here's where like I'm, I'm comparing this to WWE and UFC. And yeah. I don't have I don't have either. Yeah. But like UFC, they have a whole catalog of fights. So you can just pick a fight. Watch it. Or they and they have all these different like fight organizations. So there's like millions of fights you can just watch. WWE, same thing. They have matches. They have old TV shows. They have old pay per views. They have other, you know, they have original content. I'm trying to think like DC itself. How much content do they really have? Like to that can be streamed. I'm not talking about comics. Mm-hmm. You know, comics is a different pl- yeah. thing, totally entirely. Yeah. Unless you're gonna, unless you're gonna put your. Uh, what do you call it? Your digital comics on here? Yeah. Would you be? Would, I don't even know how you would integrate. Uh, that. That, I mean, that's kind of sounds like they wanted some kind of experience. But you're right. This is going to be their first live action series in a digital space. Now, do you? Well, I'm saying like, like even all think of everything DC's ever created. Right. Is that enough to like satisfy you? I mean, Arrow. Arrow? Yeah. You do you got... do reruns of Supergirl, Arrow, Flash, you, Legends, Arrow, Spy, Zombie, yeah. Go- uh, Gotham, Lucifer? Right. You, you can do pull all, all that those. Stuff. But yeah. Constantine. You do the old Batman TV shows. Yeah, you could run. You could run a bunch of retro things. But, but I'm thinking, but, but is like, it enough? You don't. You're, I'm. Are we that enough? Like I'm saying, like it. What do you got? Smallville. Oh, That's. Yeah, I mean, Smallville. what else? See, the thing is, a lot of people who want to already seen all this shit. That, right? Why would you watch reruns when it's on? It's on network TV, and you've all, already seen it. It's smarter than to use these two. Well, big, that's. I mean, that's things. the Netflix. Yeah, that's what Netflix does. WWE. And it'll also be interesting to see if they go Netflix style and release everything at once, or is it like a weekly thing? The problem is that Netflix already did this like for the past 10, 15 years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, other like Yahoo had community on for a season. It didn't really do that well. It was, you know, it was exciting when they're like, Oh, new season of community only on Yahoo week after week streaming. Uh, do you know anybody who uses like the only thing I can think this is like is like HBO Go or something? Yeah, HBO yeah, Go. It's yeah, gonna be another you know people who have that. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I know a lot of people that own like Apple TVs have it, but I don't know. Uh, there, I, there's a couple of my friends that own it. I mean, if you have HBO like with the Comcast, you have uh, I think you have access to HBO Go. So, like, I get so I'm saying in lieu of getting the just cable that, station. yeah, yeah. Well, YouTube TV is out now. It's $35 a month, and you get, like, live streaming TV and a couple of networks. Uh, again, the slow... CBS is doing this. Yeah. They, and the same art, in the same article you linked, they're on, launching CBS All Access. Oh. And Star Trek is going to be one of their flagship uh, shows. They're on going, there. the new Star Trek show, which uh, has, uh, what's her name? Sasha. But I think it's it's been delayed because they're trying to figure out 
their network. Yeah, it's going to be packages of streaming little apps that you have to now pay individual. Like, it's going to be a mess until somebody figures it well, out. Well, it's going to be a mess, but or, or like, I, I think I said this on the show, it's the future of TV. It is because I'm instead of paying yes, cable yes, television yes. and getting all these channels that you never fucking watch, yes, it's a lot. you're just going to pick out like five subscriptions that you want instead. Yeah, a couple of premium channels, dude. The shit adds up, and you're like, geez, I feel like I should be watching HBO all the time. The amount of fucking money I'm paying for it. Most people pay like a hundred plus dollars yeah, for, yeah. for cable. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. All of yeah. these channels are ten bucks a pop. You can only get ten channels. That's but, sucks. But how many channels do you realistically watch? Well, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Like you watch obviously the the free ones, like the network ones. So that's like seven channels right there. Right? I guess you don't have to pay for those. Well, the difference free. is like cha- with TV, with cable, you have to wait for something you want to watch where this is all on demand. Yes, I understand. That. Yeah. So I don't I I I honestly I think the only thing that's keeping in my opinion TV afloat and Ron will start crying is fucking <laughs> sports, live sports. Yeah. And news to some effect, but even news, like, they stream news, that shit online, on too, and you can, uh, yeah. if you want to watch You can look on your phone, yeah. Yeah. Live sports, you got, they, they're trying to, don't they have streaming packages for live sports also? You got the NFL? They're package? trying yeah. to figure that stuff out and get live. But the thing is, is that the, the, the whole basis for live sports is live. Like, you're not going to fucking, you're not going to, no one wants to watch old basketball games and shit. Right. right. Uh, but, I, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I will. Uh, I want to. I want to see this Titan show. So uh, you're gonna buy it? Probably. I think the price point should come down per channel to like less than to like six or seven bucks. Well, it's possible that this if this increases competition and and more streaming networks that everyone is just gonna have to lower their prices. Then I hope stay so. competitive. I've been dreaming about a la carte TV yes. forever. Yes, it's dude. We're close. We're very close. We're still a couple of years. Uh, it's moving. They're trying things. I think we're close. Cut this fucking cord. Speaking of new TV shows, I got a new TV alert for the listener. And if you like weird TV, uh, shows, like if you're fans of the preacher, maybe Legion, uh, Westworld, there's a new show. It's premiering on stars called American Gods, Sunday, April 30th. It's called American Gods. What is it? Well, it is the new weird TV show. It's based on a, a best-selling novel by one Neil Gaiman, who wrote the awesome Sandman comic book run. Uh, I love the Neil Gaiman. A big fan of Neil Gaiman's. Rugs, you love. What do you think of Neil Gaiman's work? I think it's good. He's definitely talented. It's not my particular cup of tea all the time. Yeah, but I do have immense respect for him and what he's done. I mean his uh, his imagination and his characters yes. and his uh, his dialogue and the way and the way his plots go are are awesome. Anthony, did you have you you haven't read any Sandman? No, you were aware of Neil Gaiman <laughs> though, right? When you say Neil Gaiman, oh yeah, yeah, I know who he is. So American Gods uh, from Rolling Stone, the unconventional new drama from Stars is the latest mind bending show to go in all in off the wall. For starters, the premiere episode features, among other things, Vikings, a towering leprechaun. A ghostly white buffalo with flaming eyes, a massive tree with talons at the end of its branches, and a vicious gang of faceless cyber thugs called the Children. Also, at one point, a man is swallowed whole by a woman's vagina. Oh, shit. I'm in. every day. I'm in already. Sold. That's like every Japanese anime movie I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) 
Where's Stars? Uh, it's on Stars. I'm in. It says at the core of all the strangeness is a drama centering on a brewing battle between gods of ancient myth and upstart objects of worship. Caught in the middle is Shadow Moon, is the character's name, played by Ricky Whittle from The Hundreds, an ex-con who gains early release from prison under tragic circumstances. He soon finds himself in the employ of one Mr. Wednesday, played by Ian McShane from Deadwood, who is awesome, uh, an enigmatic magic man who has vested interest in the outcome of the conflict. The show features uh, Orlando Jones is in this Crispin Glover uh, Pablo Schreiber uh, and Gillian Anderson playing a bunch of gods. So it's a very high concept idea from his 2001 cult novel uh, about the old gods battling new gods. And uh, there's a, a, tra- a trailer out. I'll put a link to the trailer in the trailer. The trailer in the show notes. But J- Ian McShane alone. Uh, is awesome. And I'll, I'll, Predictions. Yes. Do you think this is going to do well, Imran? Well, it's only going to be, I believe it's only going to be eight episodes. Right. So they're following, we seen, we saw Legion do that, which is very smart. I think from the trailer, the visuals, like it, it looks, the fantasy looks amazing. And again, it's that kind of fantasy I like where it's like rooted in reality. And then just there's a buffalo with a fire coming out of his eyes for some reason. Just a little bit of weird shit going on. Uh, it, the, in the trailer, there's a lot of crazy, violent, like slashing, blood splattering shots. I'm definitely intrigued. Will it do well? Look at that tree. What's that? And a cra- so look at that tree. Yeah, and a crazy tree. Uh, they've also we have a link to the opening credits, which are pretty cool. Uh, What's the last good good show on Stars? I uh, I what the fuck is on Stars? I don't know. Uh, it is. Do they have Spartacus. That was good. That's the only one I thought of. I don't think I've ever watched a show on stars. Power, Outlander, Black Sails. I heard it's good. Black Sails is all right. What else? Uh, the Girlfriend Experience. I never watched Survivor's that. Remorse. Power. No. Oh, I don't know. Point being, I just, I don't know if I can trust stars to make good shows consistently. It's a good point, but the, uh, the source material. This is an HBO or Showtime. Spartacus, they had Spartacus, guys of the arena. Boss. Oh, that was the one with uh, Kelsey Grammer. He plays the mayor of Chicago. Yeah. I always wanted to watch that, and I did not watch that. It does, I did watch this trailer as you were talking. It does look right, right up your fucking head. Right? I was like, this looks weird and fantastical. It reminds me of DC's Vertigo Comics. I love Neil Gaiman. Uh, I'm going to check it out. He said that the first eight episodes go through like a third of the book. The book's pretty long. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I, I hope people catch on to it. And again, we're in a binge society. They'll air where it'll get out. Everyone will like watch it all. Probably. If it's good, you're going to know about it. Yeah. And that will premiere the day this show posts April 30th on stars. Check it out. Last thing in the news, uh, regards Marvel comics, uh, a little thing they're doing called, called legacy where they're going back to their original classic heroes and original numbering. To win back fans. Oh, shit. Oh, boy, Marvel. Is it too little too late? It's not a Maybe. It's not a reboot. Uh, Here, wait, that, let me add on to yes. that. So th- this isn't or, like Marvel Legacy. I read about that yeah. doing the original number. DC's doing the same shit. DC's doing a thing called Rebirth. Rebirth, and they're bringing back the history of the old characters and saying that the new 52 was basically these characters got their memories stolen from them and now we're all getting it back. So both companies are doing similar things. One's doing just original renumbering and the other one's doing the 
Oh, New 52 never happened. Well, they did the New 52 never happened, and they, they went back to the... It's actually like more of like a melding of the New yeah, 52. They, the well, stuff. they went back to original numbering first. Action Comics, Detective Comics, and Batman, I believe, uh, or no, it was just those two, returned to their original numbers. Superman, Action, Batman. There's three that are in like the 900s now. So Marvel's kind of playing catch-up. Set to launch this fall, Marvel Legacy kicks off in a 50-page one-shot issue. By Jason Aaron and Assad like Rebirth. Like Rebirth, which sets the stage for what's to come. Story details have been revealed, but the image below by Joe Casada points to heroes returning to their old looks and mantles. Newer heroes won't be vanishing as the plan is to, quote, move enthusiastically forward with all the Marvel characters you know and love, starring in the biggest, boldest, best Marvel stories. Long-running titles will revert to their legacy numbering. While new trade dresses and corner box art is also on the way. Will this be enough to help improve sales? We discussed a couple of weeks ago the vice president of sales uh, claiming, oh, we did, they didn't want diversity in female characters. Nobody's buying this shit. When really, Marvel, you've just given us too many number ones. And maybe you did lose track a little bit of your legacy characters and what we loved uh, reading as old school readers. Venom will be the first title to, it's going to start at 150. To return to, they added up like all the different Venom uh, titles and uh, said that it's at 150, I guess. Hmm. But wow, this, uh, you know, talking about uh, Marvel kind of copying DC, uh, I'm sure they they kind of watched each other as this was happening, but. There's very few things that'll make me go wow with comic books these days. This isn't one. This is not one of them. It's kind of like, <laughs> no. yeah, you guys are grasping. I think it's a, it might be too late. I don't know. I'm. It's sad because the whole medium yeah. is such a pure thing. Yeah. Like comic books are like one of the few mediums that you directly get what the writer wants. And there's not that much interference, like especially if you're doing like an independent book or something like that. And they've managed to fucking screw it up by <laughs> by. Being fucking greedy and all this marketing bullshit and all this business n- nonsense. It's like just write good stories yeah, yeah. and have good art in it and then and be true to the characters that you wrote. And that's it. It's really simple. And they've managed to fuck it up beyond recognition. I mean, it's all, you know, it's like it gets corporate-y, just like United. Corporate policies interfering with what's right. It's getting a little corporate-y, a little greedy, a little cash grabby, and you lose focus. Of uh, what you know, what your fans and audience really want. Yeah, I like that they're not getting rid of the new characters because there are some great characters. But yeah, I just don't know why it had to be like this directive to just swap everybody out. Right, right. Just, all at once. Like, how are you? How are you not going to alienate other people that like those characters? It's just not. You know what I mean? Just like there's so many characters that already exist that need the spotlight on them that they don't have the spotlight. Just shine the light on those guys for a little bit. And I mean, I like the renumbering thing. Cause I was fucking remember I was complaining about, I missed the deep runs. I miss being into like a couple of hundreds of a, of a comic book title. And it'll be interesting. Is Spider-Man going to go back to like 730 or something? And they count everything from what 700 and they should just take whatever dance slot wrote, burn it, erase it, go back to issue 500. Oh, oh snap. <laughs> Take I just us, love taking taking shots. Take us back in time. <laughs> will it get me buying more Marvel comics? I don't know. I don't know. I will buy the Spider-Man Chip Zdarsky book with Andy Kubert drawing. 
where it's like street level Spider-Man. It's not Dan Slott. It's a new Spider-Man book. Rugs, you should check it when out. When's that come out? Uh, soon. I don't know. This month, this summer. I'm going to get that big rebirth issue thing. That Legacy. And, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. This fall. I'll just buy that for the fuck of it and see if it gets yeah, me Yeah, that's in. cool. All right. Well, that's it for the new section. I got a little bit of feedback to share based on our last episode. Uh, see, here's the thing tweeted us. Uh, where we were talking about, remember, uh, Anthony, you were like that guy who played Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat, and then we ended up talking about Al Young, and yeah. she, uh, see, here's the thing, Carrie Tagawa, that's yeah. who plays Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat. That guy. Yeah, that guy. He's evil. He is diabolical. That is diabolical. They also put an awesome diabolical gif of him in the tweet, but he's another one, him and Al, but nobody could beat Al Young. Al Young's the best. Uh, Trevon Brady. Close second, Bolo Young. Yeah, Bolo, Bolo Young. Oh, uh, shit. You guys, I remember you guys, turned, Bolotti turned me out of that when he was on, I remember. You don't remember Bolo I Young? I remember Bolo oh, I know Bolo yeah. Young. From, uh, uh, what was that movie? Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Yes, with the, Blood, the red uh, bandana. Also, uh, also uh, Enter the Dragon. He's in That's it. right. Classics. Trevon Brady from Twitter tweets at us, the Jedi code you're reading was from Knights of the Old Republic, I believe, and he links to the Star Wars wiki. So that was some legit shit, the Jedi code and the Grey code and the other I code. told you it was from video games. Yeah. Oh, that right. That's that uh, open world, uh, choose your own adventure RPG. I played that when it first came out. It was kind of cool. Uh, and then I just, I don't got time for that. Anybody got time for that? Adam Morris. <laughs> Adam Morris tweets at us. Maybe the five, we talked about five post-credit scenes in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Don't leave the theater when it ends, listener. He says, may, he posits maybe the five post-credit scenes in GG2 track the five gems we know of heading into Thor to find the last, which I thought that's pretty cool. That's a, uh, some nice speculation. Probably mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. That'd be dope because then uh, that will lead into Thor, into Avengers Infinity War. And then uh, well, last episode, we had an offer from our very generous and awesome listener and Patreon supporter, David Zika, who had an extra three-day pass to the Tampa Bay Comic-Con this July and was just offered it up to first come, first serve. So congrats to another great listener, Ron Hans, who also supports us on the fan club. Uh, he lives in Tampa. He got the tickets. He's taking his son, which I love, geekify your children, people, absolutely, uh, and it all worked out, man. And he, uh, the next morning after the show, I got an email. I was like, you're first. Honestly, couldn't believe we got rid of right? that Comic-Con Anthony, ticket. Anthony didn't think it would happen. Nope. Had no, I was like, who the fuck else is listening to us in Tampa or close to Tampa? That's going to want this ticket. Fucking Ron, Ron, congrats. <laughs> I hope you have fun. He said he's, uh, he might pick up a jock and nerd shirt to wear, which is, that's great. That would be perfect. Do it. Take some pictures, post them. Uh, spread the word while you're at the convention. Uh, we got an email from our buddy Jimmy the Geek. Very exciting email. He says, what's up, Imran, Anthony, and Rugs? Sorry, it's been a while since I sent something in to you guys, but rest assured, I've been listening every week. My wife and I welcomed our son to the world earlier this month. So was spending some quality time with him, teaching him the finer points of jockin' and nerdin'. Jockin' nerd! And just to show off the power of geekery, one of the only things to cheer my wife up during the whole birthing process was us watching the Thor Ragnarok trailer. Aside from that, lots of pain and anguish, but all are happy and healthy now. Yeah. She was giving birth and watching. She was sitting there pushing the baby out. She was like, oh, Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) Watching. Oh, he's a friend from work. (laughs) (laughs) laughing and pushing and breathing. Uh, You guys covered a lot of ground since I last wrote in, so I won't bog you down with analysis, but just had to say your review of Iron Fist was outstanding. 
Especially appreciated Anthony's continuous I'm Danny Rand droppings with a little bitchy voice. Spot on, man. I mean, uh, but I'm Danny Rand. I'm, it's my goal to destroy the hand. Colleen, that's the hand. How could you, Colleen? Yeah. Uh, looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and hearing your analysis. Would also love to hear you break down the upcoming Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. finale. And possibly Gotham. Yes, I know the show is terrible. Terrible. But I started watching from episode one and can't stop now. If anything, I just love hearing you guys rip into things. Keep doing what you do. I look forward to listening every week. It's part of my routine and always look forward to it. Jimmy the Geek. And then he says, uh, of course, FYI, my last name is actually pronounced Graven, not Gravin, but easy to say it the other way. No big deal. Of course, I'm mispronouncing your name, Jimmy. Uh, have you met me? You fucking pronounce anything. And also, uh, uh, for a belated birthday post on Facebook group, he posted a photo of his son, Seth, wearing a Spider-Man onesie. Geek boner. Way to geek the kid out uh, from the beginning. Jimmy, congratulations on a really yeah, cute. Congrats on the, on, the, on the kid. And he's. Does anyone ever go, man, that's an ugly baby? Uh, sure. I mean, sometimes. No, not saying Jimmy's baby's ugly. <laughs> Kramer, saying, and Kramer did it. Has there ever been an ugly baby? <laughs> Ever been a baby? You go, wow, that's a real fucking ugly baby. The baby looks like Theodore Roosevelt. Have you ever <laughs> seen my baby pictures in? Oh, boy. <laughs> that baby's got a face for radio. <laughs> that baby's got a face. Oh, he's got a really adorable. I actually look better as a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, the other thing you could do is uh, go back and we reviewed Gotham episode by episode for a while. Oh, don't don't torture him. To if go you want to hear us rip into that, you could go back and like watch and listen along. A lot of people remember Malofsky did that as he caught up to the past I season. Know, he he watched that. He listened. He, to he's a he's a masochist. That he fucking guy. Ma- watch the YouTube episodes. <laughs> That's oh. right. Uh, and regarding Agents of Shield, I do have a tweet from that guy, Daryl. He says, "Agents re- regarding Agents of Shield, remember the framework isn't the MacGuffin, the Darkhold is." So, uh, good point. What does that mean? Well, we learned more in this this last week's episode. Uh, Spoiler alert. That Ada was building a tech in the framework using the Darkhold so that she could create herself a real human body. That's what the, all this shit was on going on the whole time. Uh, just like Pinocchio, she's trying to like make a real flesh body to put her consciousness in uh, using Darkhold technology. Uh, it's kind of interesting. I look. I'm still enjoying this. I like that it's like North Korea slash Trump regime in the framework. Like it's all propaganda, and everyone is afraid, and uh, it's all controlled pro- media. That's kind of fun. Uh, yeah. But if they make a machine that can make a human body, then they could bring everyone back. They could bring Ward back, and uh, for real in the real world. That's interesting. So uh, we'll do. We'll talk that about is the, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, we'll talk about the finale. And uh, I also checked out the Gotham premiere. Did you check that out, Rugs? Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, I am always entertained with that show, even though it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Over the top ridiculous. Yeah. Here's the thing. Every time I watch that show, I'm like, look, the minute Bruce actually becomes Batman, you would have to be an idiot not to know that that's fucking Bruce Wayne. Oh, shit. After all the shit that's gone on, how does nobody know that that's fucking Bruce yeah, Wayne? Yeah, they completely just fucked the whole entire story up. It, There's no way going back to, like... It being anywhere near decent. No, they, you can't. The Riddler it's so far the off. Riddler's already like he's so old. Uh, he's going to be in his sixties by the time, or like his fifties when Batman becomes Batman. I don't, I don't know. I don't. And then there's a clone. There's a Bruce Wayne clone. There's Court of Owls. It, the show is nuts. I mean, the kid's thirteen years old. 
He's still got another like eight years or like nine years before he's even anywhere close to being Batman. Yeah. That, look, Batman came first, then the villains. That's all. You can't do it backwards. It does not hold water. Yeah. And that's the, I hate you, Jimmy Green. That's the main problem. Talk about Gotham right now. <laughs> all right. We're done with the Gotham talk. <laughs> Uh, it's the show is just like every time at the end, I'm just like, what the fuck got them? But it's fun. Uh, rugs, where can the listener find you on the interwebs? What are you doing? Oh, I think you can find me. You can look up, uh, jock and nerd on YouTube. You can watch our old shows. You can see him. You can see me. But if you want to just see my tweets, you can go to Twitter and go to really rug boy. <laughs> that's where I am. Despite that. This is an audio show listener. He's a puppet. It's, it's real. Check it out. At really rug boy makes no I'm sense. Just gonna have to take my word for it. Sorry, that's how it works. No, well, you can just yeah watch those YouTube videos. <laughs> Anthony, they're there forever, so enjoy. They are until an EMP hits a uh, major U.S. City. You can see that in my boy uh, Anthony from the South. Anthony Davis, you can see Anthony our good Davis. buddy. He still listens. You can see Sir Dakota Saunders, who may or may not be a knight or even British. No, nah, he was fucking with you, Imran. You're so goddamn. You horrible. haven't even watched it. You gotta watch it. I don't think he was. Anyways, Anthony, listen. Have a safe trip to Vegas. Don't get reaccommodated off the flight. Remember, hold <laughs> out for the ten thousand. I'll hold out. I'll hold out for that ten. Oh, is they gonna you... toss your Asian ass right out of the plane? <laughs> They'll drag me out. They'll drag me out, and I'll be fucking dead. You'll be on TV. My my belly's just, just hanging make sure, out. You say jock and nerd with a dragon. Make sure you wear the jock and nerd, jock and nerd. Up. Oh, that's already gonna happen at a pool party. Yeah, let me tell you. You're like, hey, baby, you notice anything about my shirt? You got a shirt yeah. with your face on it? Ever heard of the Huff Post? <laughs> We're in it. Oh, dude. Uh, now is, that's the worst Jack thing that Eric Sharkey wrote an article that will enable Anthony to get laid more. Yes, everything <laughs> we do, like we go to Godzilla, it gets Anthony laid. You can get an article written, it gets Anthony laid. You, you hate Trump? You've probably heard of the Huff Post. Yeah. Well, I'm on that, yeah. bitch. You're the liberal fake media? We're part of it. Check uh, it out. Check out this. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. See that drawn? That's it's unbelievable. Oh, boy, I hope that line works. We'll want a full report when you get back next week. Listener, thanks for listening. As always, you can check us out wherever fine podcasts are fine, found. Find, find it. it did. iTunes. That's the proper Stitcher. Uh, iHeartRadio. Player FM. Tune in. YouTube. Join the fan club. Subscribe. Leave a rating review. And most importantly, tell a friend. Anthony, have you even packed yet? No. Oh, you motherfucker. Thanks for listening. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. The jock has to pack. We'll catch you next time. Mom voyage. You say mom voyage? I, I said, Anthony, <laughs> go to the store. Give me some new one. Anthony, don't eat the last cannoli. Anthony, you're on an airplane. <laughs> Anthony, I need you to go to duty free for me.